0: manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome back to the show, friends. I hope you had a great new year and brought in 2021 with the best energy. Possible, I am personally very excited for this new year. I think a lot of good things are on their way. I'm recording this ahead of time, and I have no idea what I'm doing for. New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I usually don't do anything i'm I'm that kind of person, so I'll probably just watch the movie New Year's Eve. That's my kind of celebration and channel. There we go. Ooh, I'm sure I'll get some juicy downloads. New Year's Eve Energy. I'll be sure to share them if I do. And speaking of channeling, today I am talking about the science of intuition. Is there science behind psychic abilities, behind seeing spirit guides and telepathy and telekinesis? You know, all the cool superhuman abilities. Is there science? Yes, there's some science. So we'll talk about that today get ready for it. Before we hop in though, I just want to remind you, if you haven't already signed up for my 3D to 5D challenge, it's 30 days of channeled lessons from my guides about shifting to 5D and making the most of this really powerful manifestation energy we've got going on. I got a download to do this and I'm just, I'm just rolling it with it. So we'll see what comes through. The challenge will be from January 2nd through January 31st. And every day, there will be a channel lesson for my guides on YouTube, exclusive bonus content, and the up-level membership. If you're not already in there, check that out. But if you sign up for the challenge itself, you will get a quick daily email with action steps to go along with each day's lesson. And then you will also get access to a two-hour group Q&A call with me at the end, so you can ask me any of your questions. There will be a link in the show notes to sign up and a link in my Instagram bio, so check that out if you haven't already done it. It is free to get those daily emails and that two hour group Q&A call. So you might as well sign up and then head over to YouTube every day this month to see what the daily channeled message is. And if you want to sign up for a 7D healing circle or an intuitive guidance circle, these are small group settings. This is the way to work with me one-on-one for energy healing or psychic guidance. They're really, really powerful, beautiful containers. I Highly recommend checking them out if you haven't already. So if you want to receive energy healing and or intuitive guidance from me, then those are for you. I do one of each type of circle per month. You can sign up for those at christinathechannel.com services and all the information will be right there. So check those out. I think it's a good time of year to join a circle and really just anchor in the new energy and get some guidance on the year to come and where we're going. Lots of, lots of cool shifts. So I'm excited. Hopefully you are too. You know what I think would be the best gift to get anyone this season, including yourself? Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. There are so many CBD companies out there. Unfortunately, most of them do not use quality sourcing or don't actually have what they claim in the bottle, which is why a lot of people don't get results. And if that's you, you need to try Ned. Their hemp oil has changed my life. I use their natural cycle collection to naturally regulate and balance my hormones. I use their full spectrum hemp oil. Every morning I use their their regular. And then at night I use their sleep blend now, which is new. And oh my God, this has transformed my sleep. Their sleep blend is the most powerful thing I've, I've ever used for sleep. It's incredible. If you struggle with sleeping, staying asleep, if you struggle with insomnia, winding down at night, you need to check out Ned's products. It will change your life. Even if you've tried CBD before and you felt like it didn't work, this is different. And for during the day, just to naturally balance your hormones, to support your endocannabinoid system, which really works to balance the whole body. I mean, that is why full spectrum hemp oil is so incredible. And at the root of a lot of our daily anxieties of our health issues is the body being out of balance in one way or the other. And for most people's health concerns, full spectrum hemp oil could be something that's really valuable to look into. You will not get high. Don't worry. But this is amazing for reducing inflammation for naturally relieving pain. It's really helped me calm down any anxiety. If you struggle with depression, this could be something to look into. This is a game changer for people with chronic issues. With my history of autoimmune diseases, this made a huge, huge difference. And now just keeping my body regulated and in balance, I notice a huge difference. I'm regular with this. I stand by it. I've been using it for years. I have tried a lot of CBDs and this is my top rec. All of their products are organic. They only extract from hemp flowers. They only use a gentle, slow ethanol-based extraction method. They have no CBD isolates or synthetic ingredients like a lot of other products on the market. And their oil contains the full spectrum of phytocannabinoids. So you're not just getting the CBD, you're getting the full spectrum, which is what makes the difference. Plus their products are all infused With love and gratitude, positive vibes. They are attuned to binaural beats, promoting the body's natural balancing abilities, natural healing abilities on every level. I cannot recommend their products enough. This is an amazing gift for yourself. Ask for it for Christmas, get yourself some, or give a gift to a friend. It'll make their life a lot better. So if you want to check out any of Ned's products, any of their full spectrum hemp options, their natural cycle collection, their sleep blend, their chapsticks, all the things, just head to helloned.com and You know, I have a discount for you. You can use my code Christina for 15% off your first one time purchase or for 20% off your first subscription purchase, which I would highly recommend getting a subscription because you are not going to want to run out. Trust me. So again, head to helloned.com and use that code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for 15% off your first time purchase or 20% off your first subscription. Let's dive into today's topic, the science behind psychic abilities. All right. So I will give you some science, but before I do that, I kind of want to explain how I feel about this topic because I actually do think it's an important perspective. And I wanted to do this episode really just so I could touch on this subject and not really have to talk about it anymore, to be honest. I got a couple people asking me about it, and here's the thing. I will say straight off the bat, I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert in the science of psychic abilities or intuition, because personally, it's not something that I really care about. I don't need science, quote science, (laughs) i will get to that in a second, to believe in something. I used to be someone that was really, really driven by the quote unquote science. And then I had some life experiences that made me feel really differently. And it's not a bad thing to be curious about the science at all. I'm just explaining why I personally don't really care about the science. A number of reasons. First of all, in college, I was a psych major and took a lot of classes about studies and statistics, but learning so much about studies themselves, how they're conducted, the psychology behind results, seeing how results can be so skewed and people can make it look like anything. Also learning about a lot of the politics behind scientific studies, being involved in a ton of studies that was required to graduate, seeing so many studies get debunked, Years later, people coming out as fraudulent or this person paid someone off. I think I just became a little uninterested because I didn't really trust a lot of it. Because you see how anyone can make it seem like any result is valid. People throw out data. So I think it just left a bad taste in my mouth overall. And I'm not somebody who personally is super scientific. That's just not how my brain works. So that's why personally I'm not super like drawn to the scientific side of all of this. And when I was struggling with chronic illness, that really got me into the alternative health space because I tried everything that all of the, you know, conventional advice said to do and I was seeing all of these different western doctors. I mean, I tried everything and as I was reading all the research, I felt like a lot of it was not helping me. So I started looking a lot more into Anecdotes, reading how real people healed, what worked for them. And that's personally how I found a lot of information that got me a lot better. So, since then, I think I always gravitate toward learning about people's personal experiences. And I know for me, there have been many things in my life that I never thought I would believe, but I had a personal experience that completely shifted my perspective. And if I experience it for myself, I mean, there's, there's going to be no doubt in my mind. If I experience something for myself and all the science says that doesn't work, that's not true. I do not really give a fuck because I experienced it. So that's my truth. Another piece of this is the more I have learned about the quantum field, quantum physics, the more I've channeled. And also just the more I've been aware of the health space, the more I realize science hasn't caught up. I feel like science is really behind. We've had a lot of really amazing scientific advancements, but there are so many barriers to getting studies done and then it takes a really long time to peer review and then publish. I mean, think about nutrition science, for example, and how behind that seems and how it was such a struggle to get anyone to finally do a study on using AIP for autoimmune conditions. I mean, think about how long it was that everybody was saying fats are so bad and everybody should be eating vegetable oil if they eat fat. Look at the food pyramid. I mean, I don't know. The the amount of things that we have been told are proven by science. And then later it comes out and everyone says, oh, actually we got this wrong. I mean, that's happened so many times. So I'm a little wary as to how up to date things are. But then just looking at what we understand about classic physics, our understanding of classical physics versus our understanding of quantum physics. And the quantum field blows scientists' minds every day. There are experts in this who spend their lives researching and trying to figure this out and they can't even wrap their minds around it. Like there's just so much we still don't understand about quantum physics, understandably so, it is hard to wrap your head around. And this may or may not make sense to anyone if if you're an intuitive, you probably get it, but I understand more about the quantum field, the more I am working with its energy. That's how I learn how it works in my own way. But I think it's really important to understand that we have a limited understanding of quantum physics and we don't have that many studies or interest in studying. I mean, I wonder why psychic abilities, because I mean, what do you think would happen if everybody found out they had psychic gifts because they do now the other piece of this when people ask this question something i want to point out is what they're usually trying to do is fit an understanding of quantum physics into their 3d reality into their three dimensional perspective and like by definition that's just not going to work and i see people struggle with this a lot when We talk about energy and how it works and they're trying to fit it into the paradigm that they have about how this three-dimensional world works where we're confined by time and space and then they're trying to fit something that is of a higher dimension into that and it, it literally just doesn't work and so for you to actually understand a lot of this kind of stuff and the science behind it, you have to really open your mind to the fact that it's explaining. How the field works in a way that will not make sense within your current paradigm, within your current understanding of classical physics and how that works. And that's why a lot of people struggle because they're like trying to pull something that's up here, down here. The image they're showing me right now as I talk about this is somebody trying to take a pyramid, like a pyramid, and stick it into a circle they drew on a piece of paper. Like that's the image they're showing me right now. So I just thought I'd say that. And the other piece of this that I wanna point out is if you're stuck in the energy of I I want the science behind it. How do I get proof that it's true? Watch out for being in the energy of convincing, first of all, because do you want to understand the science for yourself? Or is it because you think that if you understand that, you'll be able to justify your beliefs to your friends and family? This is something, oh man. I could go off on this, but being in the energy of convincing, you're really pulling yourself down into lower frequencies. And if you are confident in your beliefs, you don't need to convince anyone. You do not have to convince anyone of anything. And that energy of convincing can really block you from tapping into higher frequencies. So watch out for being in that energy of convincing. But here's the other thing. A lot of people who are stuck in that are blocking themselves from activating fully because they're caught up in that question and needing that understanding and not always the intention behind our questions and the frequency behind our questions is so important. So keep that in mind, but the thing is when we are thinking quantum, we're no longer seeing to believe, it is then believing to see. That's how you activate it. And this is the thing that blocks so many people from their intuitive gifts is that they don't believe they have them. And when you remember, when you acknowledge when you own that, yes, I do, I do have psychic abilities. You activate them. This could be the thing keeping you blocked. I know this kept me blocked from a lot of my gifts opening up for a long time because I was coming from the energy of, I want it to just happen. And then when I see it, when I get proof, then I'll believe it. And I was just waiting. And then when I said, No, I already know this exists, I know that I am a high frequency being and I naturally have psychic abilities. They've just been turned off. And I am choosing to reactivate them. I am releasing anything separating me from them. And I started owning them. Yes, I have them. Then they turned on. That was the activation. If you don't believe you have it, you're not going to see it. And that is what is so cool. And more and more people are gonna experience this for themselves as people just naturally get more and more activated this year. But we have so many abilities that we haven't tapped into simply because we haven't acknowledged or believed they exist. I mean, do you think you're going to levitate if you keep telling yourself, I can't levitate? I am manifesting some levitation soon. We'll see how that goes. And that is the common block for a lot of people because it can be really difficult to rewire a belief of, I can't do that because we think that it's not possible. But if you believed everything was possible, then we pull that possibility into existence, and then we can activate it. Humans love certainty. People want to be so certain. They're so afraid to believe in anything unless they're certain. And this is what keeps them stuck. This is what keeps people from manifesting, from having extraordinary experiences, keeps people in 3D because they're not expanding their minds. There's so much more available to us. We don't have to do anything other than acknowledge, receive, Affirm that we're activating it. And this is where people get stuck. They try and fit what is multi dimensional into their three dimensional construct. They can't wrap their heads around it. And then they say, it can't exist because I don't understand it. Well, guess what? There are a lot of things that exist that you don't understand. When you understand that everything is energy, every single thing is energy, and look at the world from that perspective, it starts to make more sense. And whenever people are asking me about the science, I always go back to, okay, well, let's just Let's just go from the knowing that everything is energy. And if we see everything as energy, everything as frequency, everything has a vibration. Now let's see how these concepts blend together and what makes sense. And that usually illuminates things for people. But I think it's interesting that so many people want science to convince themselves of something or believe in something when there are so many things that they use, they believe in that they don't understand the science behind, but also because is the science ever going to be good enough? What really cements people's beliefs is personal experience. If you have a life-changing experience, if you, if you see God, if you see Jesus, if you see a ghost, you have this profound personal experience. You feel that vibration of truth in your bones, like, holy shit, that actually happened. That's going to convince you a lot more than any science ever could. I feel like, I have defied science in so many ways with the things I I've been able to do, like even just with my body and healing it, and confusing every doctor. Miracles happen, and do we need a scientific explanation for them? Well, then they're not really a miracle. When you understand everything is energy, and you understand how the brain works and how we can. Completely shift our reality and what we see and what we attract in, your mind will be blown and you start to realize there are so many possibilities for what could be true for me, what I could experience. The only limits on that are the limits that I place within my mind through my subconscious beliefs. I want to tell you a quick story. So, over Thanksgiving, I was up at my parents' cabin and we went to the state park to go on a walk and The whole walk is about all the trees. These trees are huge. They're so ginormous. There are trees that cars could literally drive through. Tree stumps used as dance floors. They're huge, huge trees. And there's this one tree that was stripped of its bark a while back. And I mean, it was just so awful. The tree is totally falling apart. It's this huge tree. It's called It's called like the mother tree or something within that forest. They called it mother something. And what people did was they stripped the bark off this tree and they brought it to the World Fair. And I was like, why would they bring it to the World Fair? And my sister was like, well, people did not believe that trees this big existed. Like they brought it to New York, to the World Fair in New York to profit off of this because people were paying to see this because they did not believe trees could be this tall. And I don't know why it was that conversation specifically that just made something click for me, but I just couldn't stop thinking about that all day. People were paying to see the trees bark to prove to them how tall the tree was because they did not believe that trees in California could be this big. Like people did not believe trees could be that big. And I'm just like, really? But that's how people thought. And this is how I feel about people who don't believe that psychic abilities exist. It honestly makes no sense to me. Think about the different things that people thought were crazy. I mean, people thought that it was crazy that the world was round. People thought it was crazy when the first surgeon suggested that surgeons wash their hands before going in for surgery. But what about the internet? This is my, this is my favorite because whenever people ask me, can you explain the science behind psychic abilities? Like, I don't understand how it can work. And I just want to be like, can you explain to me how I send you a text and you receive that text hundreds of miles away instantaneously? People did not believe the internet could work. People did not believe electricity could work. And so many of us use technology every single day We use the internet all the time, and most people have no idea how it works, but they believe it works, right? Because they have their phone, and then somebody from across the world sent them a text message or sent them an email, and you have the experience and you see it work, and you're like, oh, okay, the internet works. Cool. And for somebody to explain how the internet works, because you could, right? But for the average person, the way they would explain it would probably be about the same depth of explanation as anyone trying to explain how seeing spirit guides works. So I just think it's interesting that people want the science to believe something's real or they say they need the science to understand how it works. Yet there are so many things they use in their daily lives and they don't know how the hell any of it works. They believe it works and they use it because they have the experience. Why would intuition be any different? Like, did you wait to understand how the internet worked or how a car worked before utilizing either of those? Probably not. And for a lot of people, they don't really care how it works. They're just like, this works. I'm going to use it. So I think it's really interesting that people get caught up in this as a way to block themselves. If your intuition gives you some really amazing insight, if your spirit guides make you feel loved and protected and divinely guided and amazing things happen when you start using manifestation techniques, are you going to not utilize any of those things because you don't understand the science. I think another really cool example is the water at Lourdes, the healing water. That spring, I mean, basically the story is that Mary appeared to a peasant girl, Bernadette. Mary told Bernadette to start digging into the ground and drink from the spring. People thought she was crazy because she's, you know, digging, eating dirt, drinking this muddy water. But then this miracle spring Is there. And people go there to get healed physical, spiritual, mental, emotional healing. Incredible things have happened there. If you see story after story of somebody healing by going into this water, I think it's interesting if somebody were to say, that's not true because they don't understand the science behind how that works. The reason why intuition is such a powerful tool is because it leads us places that we never would have gone to with our conscious awareness, with our conscious minds. It is a shortcut. It is a cheat sheet for quantum leaping. So if people wanna hold themselves back because they're waiting for science to catch up, you'll be waiting for a long time and you're really missing out on using your superpowers ahead of time. And those are my personal reflections on, on this topic. Quick question. Did you know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number and then you will receive regular quick text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number 205 883 8280. You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So, again, that number is 205 883 8280. I am so excited to get your text. That being said, I wanted to pull together some things related to the science behind intuition. I have a list here of some interesting studies, some different researchers. So, I'll talk about some of these and you can research for yourself, explore and I think in general that should go without saying, you know, if you want to know about the science behind something, then go for it, research it, figure figure it out, read some studies, read books. It's it's available to you. But here's some that I pulled. So I think actually, I mean in the first place I just kind of stumbled across science related to Intuitive abilities was in relation to remote viewing. So I was looking into some stuff written by Russell Targ, who is a laser physicist and an author, and he co founded Stanford Research Institute's $20 million program to explore psychic abilities in the 70s and 80s. And I really encourage you to look him up because there are a lot of details that I'm not going to say on the show because I'll just get banned even more so. But he talks about this $20 million, 23 program launched during the Cold War, supported by the US Gov. We know that there have been a ton of studies on remote viewing and that technique has been used to get information. That's basically as in-depth as I'm going to go. Look it up yourself. And they were doing a ton of testing and seeing how accurately their remote viewers could pin down Very, very specific things in other countries. Another example of remote viewing experiments happened at Princeton. You can look up Robert, I think it's Jan, J-A-H-N or maybe John. It's spelled J-A-H-N and Brenda Dunn. So they did over two decades of remote viewing experiments. And what they did is they asked students to describe their mental impressions of what it looked like where someone else was hiding in a random location that was far away. They had to fill out a 30-item checklist about what they were perceiving. There were 411 trials, and their findings showed that it wasn't any harder to describe someone hundreds of miles away than it is to describe someone around the corner, and also that it wasn't any harder for them to describe a randomly chosen hiding place that would be in the future than it was to describe a hiding place in that current moment. They call that non-local awareness because it's independent of distance and time. Super cool. Something else that Targ was talking about was the Gonsfield effect, which is, I mean, it's funny because if you research any of this stuff, they use words like pseudoscientific, whatever. But he was talking about different researchers at five different labs doing telepathy experiments where there would be one person in sensory isolation, and that person was asked to describe any impressions coming through about a video that someone else was watching in a different lab. And there was a published meta-analysis of 79 studies with hundreds of individual trials within those. And he was saying that the significance approached one in a billion, which means the person getting those mental impressions of what was being watched was pretty darn accurate. In the 70s and 80s, William Broad and Marilyn Schlitz did experiments on what they called distant mental influence on living systems. So you could look that up. And basically, they were showing that the thoughts of the experimenter could affect physiological responses in a person who was in a different laboratory. So someone who is hundreds of feet away. And there were other distant healing experiments done supported by the National Institute of Health after that as well. Another interesting person to look into is Professor Daryl Bem at Cornell. He did a bunch of experiments on precognition, basically was showing how the future can affect your experiences in the past in really interesting ways. So people are doing different studies on precognition. I think people just don't talk about this as much. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the brain, though. We've talked before about the pineal gland, which is in the mid-region of the brain. We associate this with our third eye. We know that it helps to regulate sleep patterns by releasing melatonin. It's light-sensitive, but there's a lot of mystery around all the things that the pineal gland do, and people believe that it is the pathway to multidimensional communication and psychic abilities. It's interesting because children are so open and intuitive, and their pineal gland is fully operational and functional and much larger in children than in adults, and it starts to shrink over time. We see this in adults, and we've also talked about how it can become calcified due to our diets, different chemicals, fluoride, and because we simply haven't been using the muscle. And what's really interesting is if you do some research around this, there are so many stories of people who have traumatic brain injuries, and all of a sudden, all of these psychic abilities open up. It's also really common for people who have near-death experiences where their gifts just kind of open up. Obviously, those aren't the only ways for your gifts to open up, but a lot of people experience that. I was reading all of these stories of people who had traumatic brain injuries or these really serious near-death experiences and suddenly they were able to see past loved ones. They were able to utilize telepathic communication. They had telekinetic abilities. They could move things with their minds. Just a ton of psychic information coming through. Super interesting stuff. Like, look, look this up. It's interesting, actually, to hear these different stories. And a lot of people believe that this can happen because of DMT being released. Dr. Rick Strassman is the leading research on DMT, I believe, but they call it the spirit molecule. And he's done different research studies with people receiving plant-based DMT injections. And when that happens, people experience all kinds of experiences. They travel to different dimensions. They talk to aliens. They meet different beings. It's a chemical that can cause dreams, influences our production of melatonin, and can influence our sleep-wake cycles. But it's also one of the most powerful psychedelics known to man, and our brain produces it. And it's almost like the brain The brain likes DMT and, and transports it across the blood-brain barrier into its tissues. So what is it about about that, that the brain wants. Now, I couldn't find a lot of like clear research around the connection between the pineal gland and, and DMT and how this all works, but I was reading this one thing that sounded really interesting. I'll share this. So basically, the human pineal gland is visible in a developing fetus 40, about 49 days after conception. So what I was reading about was that Tibetan Buddhists believe 49 days is how long it takes for a soul to reincarnate to the next life. What some people think, and I don't think there's research around this, maybe there is that I'm missing, but is that the reason why a lot of people who have traumatic brain injuries and these near-death experiences suddenly get a lot of psychic gifts turning on is because it opens the flow of DMT. So then they have these psychic experiences. So that's really interesting. It's It's just an interesting idea. But this is a quote from Strassman. So this quote, he said, when our individual life force enters our fetal body, the moment in which we become truly human, it passes through the pineal and triggers the first primordial flood of DMT. Isn't that interesting? Think about that. If DMT is made in the pineal gland and then our pineal glands are calcified, it makes sense that as we decalcify or if a traumatic brain injury occurred, it could like open up the flood of DMT. Super interesting stuff. We can also look at this from the angle of the differences between using our left side and right side of the brain. There is a neuroanatomist, Jill Bolt Taylor, who had a personal experience that led her to looking into a lot of this stuff. She had a stroke that basically shut down the left hemisphere of her brain, the side that's mainly processing like logical thought, language. And she wrote about her recovery in her book. It's called My Stroke of Insight. And it was like a very spiritual experience for her. And she thinks that what she experienced was because of the right hemisphere that was in control during that stroke for her. But she thinks that the right brain, this is our intuitive brain, quote unquote, is what connects us to the universe. And so she talks about how she believes the more we use the right side of our brains, the more we will naturally be able to have spiritual experiences. For most of us, our left hemispheres are really running the show. And it's actually interesting because I bet if you just think about people who you think of as, oh, they're more of a right brain kind of person, are they more intuitive? And that's also interesting because for a lot of people, they have more access to their intuition and spirit guides when they're in a state of hypnosis. And when you're in hypnosis, when your brain drops into theta state, that increases right brain activity. It gets us into that deeper state of relaxation. And this is where we can access our subconscious mind. In that state, we have less left hemisphere activity. So this is interesting to think about, right? Using more of our right brain. Something else that is super cool is there's this neuroscience researcher, Michael Persinger, I think is how you pronounce it, but he uses this device called the God Helmet. Look this up. Read about it. Be interesting. And he uses that to induce spiritual experiences for people without any type of hallucinogens. So this God Helmet, what it's called, is basically like a helmet, I guess, that delivers patterns of electromagnetic pulses to the brain's temporal lobes. And the people who have used this say that they have these out-of-body experiences, experiences that are like out of this world. And he's basically using that to exemplify that if the brain is stimulated in a certain way, you can have really powerful healing experiences just by stimulating the brain in the right spot. And he believes that the brain is hardwired for spiritual transcendent experiences. Someone else who is really cool to look into is Harvard professor Diane Hennessy Powell. She wrote a book called The ESP Enigma: The Scientific Case for a Psychic Phenomena. In that book, she talks about different psychic abilities like clairvoyance and precognition, telepathy, telekinesis. She looks at those different abilities from the lens of different studies, physics, philosophy. So super interesting. And when she explains who has psychic abilities, how they get turned on, she talks about genetic component. I think a lot of us know different families where a lot of people are psychics or mediums. So she thinks there might be a gene. And then she also talks about the the head traumas and how people who have had head trauma, you can see that the structure and function of their brain has changed. And she talks about different people from history who have had psychic abilities. And I mean, that's something that people don't ever talk about. It's like people who run countries, they are consulting (laughs) with psychics. They utilize remote viewing. They consult with astrologers. I mean, people just don't even realize that a lot of people who have a lot of control and get to make a lot of big decisions consult psychics. But something else that Diane Powell talks about is William James, who's a psychologist. And I remember learning about this when I was a psych major and learning about him and his view on consciousness. And he compares the brain to a prism. So the brain is basically what is organizing our consciousness for us. So like a prism that takes in all of this white light and separates out all of the different frequencies so that you see the different colors. Our brain focuses everything that's coming in. Our 3D senses tell us what we should focus on in the current moment. And that's how we filter out things that are happening outside of the realm of consciousness that our 3D senses are picking up on, which I think is such a good analogy because when I'm talking to people about what it's like to tune into different frequencies and communicate with spirits or see certain things I can be looking at you and also see a spirit and also have this clairvoyant visual all with my eyes open and it's almost like seeing different layers of what's going on you know what it reminds me of you know those glasses where you put them on and you see something and then you lift up one lens they're colored, they're colored lenses and you, you lift up one so one has a new color and then you see another part of the image and then you can do the opposite on the other side. They use those in National Treasure, if you've seen that movie. It's sort of like that. We can tune into different frequencies and see more of what's going on or or hear more of what's going on. And when it comes to future events, how do we pull that into the now? Well, it's thinking about time in a new way. Our brain likes to see time as this series of events moment after moment in a very linear fashion. Einstein talked about the space-time continuum. If you think about space having up and down, left, right, cross-lateral, like every single direction all existing in the now, time is also like that too. But because of the way our brains process information, we perceive it as being linear. That alone will start to expand your mindset. But this is why People get so lost in the quantum fields and quantum physics, where classical physics focuses on the things we can see and touch. Quantum physics is looking at subatomic particles, getting down to the smallest particles in the universe and how they interact with things around them. And actually something that shares properties of waves and properties of particles. And it's looking at something we can't see or touch. So instead of looking at the physics of, I'm looking at a crystal in front of me, classic, like this crystal, this physical, let's call it a rock. It is exploring how these subatomic particles all interact and it's outside of what we can see. The thing is, so much opens up for us when we realize that time and space together in a linear format, is a three-dimensional construct. It is something that we utilize so our brains can make sense of it, but we are multidimensional beings. You can look up science around a multidimensional universe. Look up Blue Brain Project in Switzerland. Really interesting stuff. They found evidence within the brain of objects up through seven dimensions, and they said even up to 11. This is the, quote, scientific perspective. The thing is, there is so much that our science hasn't yet uncovered. And don't you think it would be really limiting to try and use three-dimensional tools and ways of thinking to figure out something that is not three-dimensional? So there are many ways to look at this. And I always go back to frequency. If I understand everything is energy, I can understand what's attracting what and where energy flows. I can also understand how things at different frequencies that I am not yet attuned to wouldn't be in my conscious awareness and also that my conscious awareness is limited (laughs) by a three-dimensional construct unless I'm doing some work to open that up. If your brain hurts, it's totally okay, which is why I'm like, I'm just gonna hang out with my spirit guides. That's that's my evidence. Here's the thing. There are so many things that can really expand us and make our lives so much more incredible and easier, more joyous that we might not understand. You might not understand how it works. So the real question is, are you going to wait for science to, quote, prove something to feel like you're allowed to believe in it? Because what I think is most interesting for people who are asking about the science, again, it is the energy behind the question. And is that a genuine curiosity of is there science behind this or is it an energy of I want you to convince me? And if that's the energy, well, this is certainly not the place for you because I have no interest in convincing anybody. I think the best way to figure things out for yourself is to experience and explore for yourself, learn for yourself. But if you're waiting for something that feels really tangible to believe, it could be blocking you. If you don't believe it's possible, it won't be. So I will leave you with that. Explore this topic for yourself more if this is something that you are interested in. Looking at different perspectives is is never bad. If this was interesting for you, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me so I can see it means the world to me when you share the episodes. Don't forget you can connect with other podcast listeners in our free Facebook group. It's called The Channel Crew. Just search for that on Facebook and you can request to join. And if you want access to my private Instagram account, then just go to The Channel Crew on Instagram and DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to that account and request to follow when I get the DM of your screenshot of your iTunes rating interview, I can accept that request and you will get access to the page. That's going to be it for today's show. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I will chat with you again next episode.